Welcome back to series two of Mud Between Your Toes. In this series, I'm going to let my guests do all the talking. People with a great and often inspirational story to tell, or maybe just something funny. So sit back and enjoy Conversations with Pete Wood. Hello again. In the wedding photos, they look like any other young couple, happy and in love as they take their first steps into a long and blissful marriage. The bride is laughing, her body wrapped in a spray of pure white lace. Then your eye is drawn to her missing right arm and the bandages protecting what is left. This is the story how Zanelli and Shlovo lost her arm to a croc attack whilst canoeing with her fiance, Jamie Fox, on the upper Zambezi at Victoria Falls, just five days before this happy photo was shot. Zanelli is here today to share this horrific encounter. So Zanelli in Shlovo, welcome to Conversations with Pete Wood. Thank you, Peter. Thank you for having me. Ah, Zanelli, a croc attack. It's the thing of nightmares. And certainly for me, a fellow Zimbabwean, the thought of being dragged under by a Nile crocodile is by far the worst kind of death. You can have your snakes and hippos and lions and buffalo, but a crocodile, no way. I don't even know where to begin. This took place in May 2018, quite literally five days before your wedding to Jamie. Yep, that's correct. Um, Before we go through those events, how are you and Jamie now? Are you good? Are you coping under COVID? Uh, Yeah, we're quite good. Uh, We are doing well, we're happy. I am getting along, doing stuff on my own without assistance, Um, but we're in a good place. Great. Your Facebook page is packed with pictures of you doing (laughs) fun, outdoorsy things, white water, scuba diving, horse safaris on the beach, and so on and so forth. Clearly, you're not a girl who likes to sit around doing the knitting. No, I'm an outdoors girl. I am an active girl, love being outdoors. Wow, and now you're stuck in England. Oh, well, you can't have everything. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, Let's go back through the events that led to that moment you found yourself fighting for your life as a 16-foot, as I heard, Nile crocodile pulled you beneath the surface of the Zambezi River. You and Jamie were in Victoria Falls on a typical adventure safari. Take me through what happened until the croc went for you. Okay, so it was a few days before the wedding and Jamie had just come to Zimbabwe from the UK for the wedding. And I was so stressed out with all the planning and all the wedding stuff I had to do. He said, just come over to Victoria Falls, meet me there. We have a couple of days of just relaxation and just calm down, spend some quality time. So I went over there and met him there. And then we had a few activities the day before. And then on that particular day, we got up quite early, I think 6 a.m. And uh, we drove um, for some time, for about 30 minutes, to start our canoe excursion. Um, So we were part of a, we had hired a a tour company, sort of, that arranged everything for us. So 
there was about, um, in total, we were about six couples doing this. So um, it was two people per canoe. So it was a beautiful day, nice and warm, typical Zimbabwean summer day. And we canoed um, down, this, down the Zambezi. So we had uh, two tour guides. So one tour guide was at the front and we had to follow him. Then the other tour guide was at the back of the trail and just making sure no one fell in and no one was struggling and all. So we were close to the tour guide at the front. So we canoed for about, uh, I would say maybe about 45 minutes. And I think we were towards the end of the, the, the trail. And then the tour guide at the front who was closest to us said, follow me to the bank. We're now about to uh, end the, the excursion and get off. So as we followed him towards the bank, suddenly a crocodile just propped up next to me and stood upright with its nose in the air, like right next to me. And I was like, okay, is this really happening? I wasn't sure if, is this a joke of some sort? Like I, it was so hard to believe and it happened so suddenly. And for like five seconds, I just like looked at the tour guide who was like in front of me, like for instructions, what do I do? Should I panic? Do you have an action plan for this? And he looked terrified. Like you could see he had no plan. He had never seen this before. He was scared himself. And you know, five seconds seems like it's a short time, but it's a very long time when you're in that situation. And before I knew it, the crocodile leapt onto our boat almost and bit into our boat and grabbed my arm and threw me into the water in one swift movement. Uh, so because it had pierced our, our inflatable canoe, it, became, it, it began to deflate and then eventually Jamie also fell into the water because the canoe had deflated. And um, everything from there happened so quickly um it grabbed me by the arm it started like spinning me around and i was so dizzy and it was tossing me in the water tossing me on my back on my stomach on my back on my stomach all this time holding me by my arm oh my god it was going into a death roll yeah it was as if it was trying to drown me or tire me out but um i kind of feel like because i had a life jacket on that really like helped a bit because the crocodile seemed to get tired after a while and sort of like let me go. And then I floated up to the surface and like waved my, my other arm around to like show people where I was in case, hoping someone would pull me out of the water. But no one did. People just looked at me and they were all like terrified. And then the crocodile grabbed me again and pulled me under the water again and spun me around, tossed me around. And I was so exhausted and I could see the water around me just turning red and I could hear my bones cracking. And I was trying to sort of push it away from me, trying to scratch it, kick it, trying to push it, hoping it would let my arm go, but it didn't. And then after a while, again, it let me go for a brief second and I floated back up to the top. And then at that moment, the tour guide who was close to us managed to grab my arm, my other arm and get me onto his canoe oh, and I, I'm not really sure what happened to the crocodile if it 
ran away or someone did something to it, but it wasn't there anymore. It had left. Zanelli, I mean, Jamie as well and the tour guide, by all accounts, were quite heroes, weren't they? Um, didn't they try to fight the croc off? I mean, I have to be honest, I'm not entirely sure how I would react. I'd probably swim in the, in the opposite direction. <laughs> um, I am not sure how they tried to fight it off. I mean, I know a lot of stories say he fought it, but um, I don't know how accurate that is, to be honest. He was in the water as well, and I, would, I, was here, I could hear him shouting my name and all that, but I couldn't really see him. So I'm not very sure about the fighting of the crocodile part, to be honest. But, I mean, what goes through your head as a crocodile drags you beneath the surface? I mean, do you, do you have time to actually think? Because, you, you know, as you said earlier, nothing prepares you for this. No. No, it, it happened. It happened so quickly. It happened in slow motion almost, but then very quickly as well. Like you're in so much shock. I was still in disbelief the whole time, to be honest. And you're so cold from the water. You're like, your body's numb. It's, you don't have time to process that actually a crocodile is actually like trying to tear me from limb to limb. You know, I've been on some of those canoeing safaris before and they are so peaceful and idyllic. Um, one can quite easily forget what lurks beneath. Um, here's, yeah. a, here's a blurb from one of the well-known safari companies. Experience the tranquility of the Upper Zambezi River above Victoria Falls on any of the half-day or full-day canoe trails. The pace is gentle and allows time to take in the quiet and the calm of the surroundings. There's a good chance to spot wildlife on the riverbanks. At least 50 common species of bird can be seen even in the quiet months. Hell, no mention of crocs and certainly no amount of advice um, can, can prepare you for a crocodile attack. Yeah. I mean, I mean to We're be, not expecting anything like that. To be fair, Zanelli, I suppose that blurb is largely correct because thankfully croc attacks are a very rare occurrence. Um, I have heard of canoes getting attacked in the lower Zambezi near Mana Pools, but the upper Zambezi, it's quite different because it's quite touristy and you sort of drop your guard. Yeah, that's correct. Although you weren't trailing your hands in the water, were you? No, I was not. I, we were like, I had a paddle that I was using. I was paddling. Yeah. I wasn't anywhere near the water. Uh, so they, they got you back onto their canoe and obviously the croc um, had been frightened away or decided to give up the chase or something like that. Uh, yeah. I, I should imagine at that stage you, you couldn't really remember much. Well, I was still conscious and very aware. I was just exhausted. I was tired. And at that time, I wasn't really in pain. I was still cold and numb and I think still in shock. Um, so I was carried onto the bank and I could tell by the looks on, of, on people's faces when they looked at me that it was really bad. Like some people couldn't look at me. My husband was crying and I hadn't felt the pain at that point, but I realized looking at people's faces that this is really bad. And we're in the middle of nowhere in the bush 
and they had to call for a helicopter to airlift us from there because we were like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, tell um, me about that, Zanelli. I mean, uh, t tell me about the safari guides. Whenever I've been to Victoria Falls, they were the epitome of professionalism, I have to say. Uh, and obviously they did save your life. So was it, uh, did they have to drive, drive you back to Victoria Falls to get the helicopter? Um, no, it would, have, it would have taken too long because we had driven over 30 minutes coming to the beginning of the trail. So they had to call for the helicopter to land exactly where we were in the bush. Wow, and you, and you were flown back to a hospital in Bulawayo. Um, so first I was flown to a hospital in Victoria Falls, but they didn't have much uh, equipment and expertise to know what to do. So they had to call around other hospitals to see who could take us in and who, who had the better surgeons that could attend to me. So I spent a few hours in Victoria Falls at the local hospital. And then I was then driven uh, to Bulawayo by ambulance, which took about seven hours. So this happened in the morning, I'd say maybe about around 8 a.m. And I only got to the hospital just uh, before midnight in Bulawayo. Oh, wow. Do you feel yeah, that so if you had been able to have been flown to Bulawayo directly, they might have saved your arm or was it beyond repair? Uh, well, I don't have the expertise to say, but I feel like if I had been flown to Bulawayo, it could have been saved. Because by the time I got to Bulawayo just before midnight, um, my arm was just, you could, I, I couldn't move it anymore. You could tell it was now just dying. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so they decided to remove your arm above the elbow. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Um, and, and then what? Uh, I mean, you, you had a, a wedding in five days time. Nothing was going to hold this bride back. I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, you quote in an interview, life is unpredictable. You know when they say, when you make plans, God laughs. God laughs. <laughs> that, makes, that makes so much more sense now. Um, of course, the weird thing uh, was that um, you and Jamie had more or less accepted the horrors of uh, whatever happened five days earlier. And yet at your wedding, you seem deliriously happy. I, you know, it, it, I just can't even tell that something horrific has happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, I will say the last thing on my mind was the wedding when I got to the, after the amputation. But then our doctor did say, well, if you want to still get married, um, I can help you get ready, but it must be in the hospital grounds. And I thought, hmm, yeah, absolutely. Like, I would love to still get married, but I was a bit nervous about like what Jamie would think if he was still up for it or wanted time to think about it. So when they asked him separately, he said, oh yeah, I still want to get married. So at that point, I couldn't walk. I was in so much pain. I had been in bed for like days a couple of days so I had to go through like a really rapid uh, physio to get me ready to at least get out of bed and like walk down the aisle. Wow um, and, and your your guests were in Victoria Falls at the time were they so that did they drive to 
Bulawayo and you got married in the hospital grounds? Oh, no. So the wedding had always been planned for Bulawayo. Okay. So all our guests were in Bulawayo. Um, as I said, you look incredibly happy. Obviously, they gave you some pretty good painkillers. But um, <laughs> it wasn't the se quite the same for the guests, was it? I mean, they were quite shocked, weren't they? Yeah, they were very shocked. Uh, well, firstly, not all the guests could... We moved the wedding to the hospital grounds and not all the guests could be fitted into our little venue now because we had to keep it quiet as a hospital. So only a few of them were allowed to come to our new wedding venue. We had to move all the decorations, all of that to the hospital. Um, yeah, some of them were seeing me for the first time after the amputation at the wedding. Uh, lots of tears. Some were like, it was very emotional for both me and the guests. But it was a beautiful day though. It was, it was painful to see that this had happened to me, but I had overcome it. Like I, my life was sort of moving on from it. I was going to say, um, I kind of feel like the joy and the excitement of still getting married kind of helped, um, um raise my mood make me feel better and not dwell too much on what had happened and the pain and all the bad stuff so it kind of um made me feel better it gave me something to be excited about every morning getting up and thinking oh we're a day closer to our wedding it's still happening you know i, I heard that that crocodile um, began attacking other canoes after your ordeal so they had to shoot it which of course you know, I think was the right thing to do because Victoria Falls is a major tourist attraction. Um, but you know, Zanelli, I did the wine safari, I did something called the wine safari, which was on canoes on the Upper Zambezi back in 2012. And that was for my 50th birthday. And I invited 48 people from around the world. Um, and we were, we were drinking on the canoes and getting drunk, you know. And I mean, taking a whole bunch of inebriated friends from all over the world, I swear, it gave the tour guides sleepless nights for days afterwards. And clearly, for good reason. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think those large group canoeing safaris have been put on hold, although you can still do it as individual packages. Um, and so after the hospital and after the wedding, um, did you go back to England? or it, You had to get a wait for a visa, didn't you? Yeah, I had to wait for a visa. So I, after the wedding, I think it took about two months for me to get my visa. So I was in Bulawayo for those two months. So, so let's talk about the present. Um, you got your UK visa. You now live in England, obviously, with Jamie. How was the yes. rehabilitation? Uh, did, was it good in England? Because uh, you, you were trying to get a prosthetic arm. Did that happen? Um, yes. So at the moment, I have a purely cosmetic prosthetic arm. So it has no functionality at all but it just gives me better balance on my back. And it just, it looks like an, an another arm, really. If you didn't really look too closely, you wouldn't know. <laughs> so um, unfortunately, a functional prosthetic arm is very expensive out of our, 
uh, reach. But to be honest, I have learned to get on with everything with one arm. I cook, dress myself, work with the one arm. I've had to learn to do everything from scratch almost. And so far, it's going okay. I'm coping. Mm, I mean, Zanelli, I've interviewed people who've had terrible trauma and often they come out of it a stronger person. It seems this is the same with you. Um, may I quote what you said in another article? I'm more positive <laughs> now than I've always been. It, it kind of changed my life in the sense of I almost died. It's hard for me to explain to someone who wasn't there. I could have so easily died in there. It's not every day people survive a croc attack. So every day I wake up and I'm happy because I'm alive. Yes, still feel that way. <laughs> in, in hindsight, would you go back to Victoria Falls? Have you been back to Victoria Falls uh, uh, again? Um, actually, so after in Bulawayo, I had been in bed for so long and I kind of felt like um, I had to get up and get active again. So a few weeks later, there was the Victoria Falls Marathon and my sisters and I, we went there and we did the 5K run in Victoria Falls. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so basically just to get back, to get fit again and also just to like, conquer that fear that I now had towards Victoria Falls because it's a beautiful place and I don't want to be scared to step foot there again so that's why I went there for the marathon. <laughs> I quite agree I love Victoria Falls I mean you sound like an extraordinary person um, I have lots of friends who live in Victoria Falls and uh, I'll tell you the story a few years ago it happened they were playing cricket on a large sandbank and they hit the ball into the shallow pool and their son who was I don't know about 11 or 12 years old, ran to get the ball and got attacked by a croc. Um, and he valiantly fought the croc off. And of course, he ended up, you know, going to school, showing this bite mark on his bottom. Um, and of course, everyone loved it. He became a bit of a hero. But uh, uh, that's not quite the same with you. you. You know, you're very lucky to be alive. I, I don't know how you do it. Did you ever managed to go on honeymoon in the end? Um, not really, no. <laughs> no, my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law actually went on our honeymoon. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> we couldn't at the time. <laughs> Zanelli, before we go, uh, do you have a message to anyone wanting to go to Zimbabwe on safari? You, you know, you're not going to put them off, are you? No, I'm not. No, honestly, Zimbabwe is such a beautiful place. It has such natural beauty. The people there are so friendly, so warm, welcoming. Um, I just think people shouldn't let my story scare them off Zimbabwe. Um, like you said earlier, this was a, a very rare occurrence that this happened to me. Uh, it has changed my life forever. But I mean, Zimbabwe is beautiful. It's worth visiting. Um, so many lovely things to do there. I wouldn't go back in a canoe <laughs> myself, but <laughs> I would for sure go uh, back to Victoria Falls. It's a lovely place. Listen, Zanelli and Shlovo Fox, we are out of time. You are totally <laughs> awesome. And I wish you and Jamie a safe and happy life. Thank you for joining me on Conversations with Pete Wood. 
Thank you very much for having me. I've had a lovely morning. Oh, it's a pleasure. And stay safe. Yes, thank you. You too. <laughs> that was Zanelli and Shlovu Fox. Honestly, I really think she should set up a GoFundMe account in order to raise money for a functional prosthetic arm. I wish them all the best in their life. Despite the horrors of Zanelli's croc attack, it's important that I emphasize that this sort of thing is rare and people interested in visiting Victoria Falls should not hesitate. Both Zambia and Zimbabwe's borders are open for business from the 1st of October. As is South Africa, the Victoria Falls is spectacular beyond belief with so many exciting things to do. Whatever your budget from canoeing, whitewater rafting, safaris, fishing, booze cruises, kayaking, walking with lions, high tea at the Heritage Victoria Falls Hotel, bungee jumping off the Victoria Falls Bridge, and fabulous restaurants offering both indigenous and worldwide cuisine. Now across the river in Zambia, away from all the adventure activities, things have taken a slightly more organic approach. You can relax with sundowners at the many stunning lodges and hotels along the river or eat bush gourmet food at Zambia's award-winning Elephant Cafe, surrounded by, well, surrounded by elephants. Now, if you really want a different foodie experience, you can also sample some seriously tasty locally sourced food at Savannah Bell, run by the talented Annabelle Hughes Aston from her own kitchen. The Savannah Bell Bush Gourmet Food Experience will officially open in April 2021 at the start of the high season in Livingston. She caters to anyone interested in sustainable, hyper-local, plant-forward, gourmet food. Anyone interested in learning more about traditional, indigenous or wild bush food. Anyone interested in garden or farm tours. Anyone interested in participating in a cooking demonstration or, or even foraging in season and anyone wanting to learn more about permaculture techniques and organic gardening. Very different to activities across the river. Victoria Falls has a modern international airport and the safari companies can organize everything for you. Here are just some of the tour companies that operate at the falls. AdventureZoneVicFalls.com wildhorizons.co.za shearwatervictoriafalls.com shockwavevictoriafalls.com and for backpackers there's the Drifters Lodge and the superbly managed government rest camp at victoriafallsrestcamp.com If you want to sample some Zim cuisine why not check out the Boma or the Dusty Road Township experience www.dustyroad.africa Whew, I should get paid for all of that. Well, that's all for now, but if you enjoyed listening to that podcast, you might also find my book, Mud Between Your Toes, faintly amusing. You can buy the book on Amazon. You can find both series one and two of my podcasts 
on a plethora of platforms, from direct links on my Mud Between Your Toes Facebook page to apps such as Podbean, Apple Music, iTunes Store, Spotify Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, CastBox, TuneIn Radio, and Google Podcasts. So don't miss out on my next episode. Goodbye.